Welcome to Vegan Stories Podcast, featuring people who eat abundantly, live vibrantly, and dream of a vegan world. I'm your host, Jeff Rosenblum, and today's guest is an avid foodie, a material scientist, and overall mom-in-chief. She has a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering and a master's degree in economics from a top university in India, and a master's degree in material science from the University of Cincinnati. She worked as a process scientist at a nanotechnology firm in Atlanta for 13 years before making a choice to take a break from her career. Having grown up in India as a vegetarian, she decided to make the shift into veganism that has solidified into a life choice for her whole family. She strongly believes that the food you eat should feed your soul and enjoys creating new recipes for her family and friends. She can often be found tending to her babies in her flower beds or a seasonal vegetable garden. When she is not staying strong with her Pilates routines, she enjoys exploring Atlanta's beautiful hiking trails along with her husband, who has been one of my personal training clients for over eight years, and their two daughters. It's my absolute pleasure to welcome to Vegan Stories podcast, Deepika Ravi. Hi, Deepika. Hi, Jeff. I appreciate you joining me today because over the years of me training your husband, Ravi, I've enjoyed a couple of amazing meals consisting of vegan Indian cuisine at your house that you cooked, as well as others that your mother and mother-in-law have each cooked when they were visiting from India. So I know firsthand what a great mom and chef you are, aside from being the mom in chief in your household. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, This is the first time I'm being interviewed on a podcast, so it's very exciting. Well, it's exciting for me too to have you here. And Deepika, I always like to begin by giving our listeners a good idea of who they're listening to. So how old are you now? Oh, I am teetering on the brink of 40, which I will hit in a short couple of months. Ah, it's a big one, but you're still young. Believe me, compared (laughs) to me, you're still young. And at what age did you move to the United States from India? Uh, I was 23 when I moved um, to Ohio. And how old are your two daughters, lovely daughters that you're raising that I've met many times? Thank you. They are 10 and 7. Well, thank you for that. And please tell us what type of food did you eat as a vegetarian growing up in India? Because I know vegetarianism is a lot more common there than in the United States. Yes, it is. So I grew up in uh, a city called Chennai in the south of India. Uh, That's where I was born. And uh, I lived there until after high school. Uh, And after that, I did my college in um, a town in sort of northwestern part of India. So I grew up eating a lot of South Indian food. Um, We were vegetarian growing up. My whole family is. Um, So it included a lot of um, a lot of vegetables. Uh, It was all extremely flavorful. I um, I've been fortunate uh, to be surrounded by um, amazing cooks. My mom is an excellent cook. Um, My I grew up with aunts and uh, my, both my grandmothers were excellent cooks. 
Um, so it would it was always, you know, um, lots of interesting food, lots of flavorful food. Well, that sounds fantastic, Deepika. And for our listeners that may not be as familiar with Indian cuisine, what would separate Indian vegetarian cuisine from being vegan? I would have to say, and this is something I've been thinking about a lot, is um, it, the southern India, uh, a lot of the food that we cook there is almost entirely vegan. There's very little, um, there's not too much butter or cheese or paneer, which is a really common uh, Indian cheese that you see in a lot of restaurants here. It's not, it's not a South Indian, um, it's not a South Indian thing. It's more of a North Indian delicacy. So um, it would involve a lot of vegetables. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot more rice, uh, not as much wheat. Uh, and then there's also um, a lot of uh, lentils, all different kinds of lentils. Um, that's what it would be. And it would be different preparations. It would be stews, or it would be just like a rice dish with some flavorings in it. Um, we would, um, the, the, the only time where there might be something not vegan would be ghee, uh, which is clarified butter. And that would, uh, more often than not, we would never cook in ghee. It would just be kind of like a garnish at the end to sort of temper a few spices right at the end. Or there would be, you know, you would mix uh, your rice with ghee and, and then, you know, add whatever lentil stew on top of it and eat. Um, so that's, that's how a lot of the, regular food was of course we went into desserts then there would be that's where you would find some milk and you know that's where you would actually actually cook in ghee or fry something in ghee um so the actual everyday food itself is really almost entirely vegan well it's all i know is delicious and what led you recently to make the shift into veganism by cutting out the ghee and basically the milk when you're cooking desserts and how has your family, specifically your children, reacted to this dietary change? Well, it's um, it's not something that we um, we kind of quit cold turkey. It's sort of been a long time coming. Uh, we've always been conscious of what we've been eating. We've tried to avoid overly processed foods, foods with you know added hormones and things like that for a long time. So this just seemed like the logical next step to just completely avoid all animal products altogether. Um, and for the most part, for me personally, it, it's, it's been easy. I haven't really any of the, um, any of the uh, dairy stuff. I was milk to start with, so that wasn't a big deal to just give that up. Um, the only thing I do miss on occasion is ice cream. <laughs> I love ice cream like the actual dairy creamy ice cream. So that I do miss occasionally, but I mean, sometimes I'll cheat and have a little bit, uh, but I feel like I don't really need to so much anymore. Um, the kids have mostly been okay. Um, my, uh, uh, for the most part, the food that I cook for them every day always didn't have too much um, uh, butter or cheese or anything in it. Um, of course they enjoy pizzas and uh, you know, that kind of foods like most kids do. And, um, We'll just, you know, well, we've tried a lot of the plant-based uh, substitutes. Uh, with baking, it was really easy. We could just switch to um, either some sort of oil or like a vegan butter, and you can really not not tell the difference for the most part. Um, so, yeah, that that's, uh, for the most part, the kids have been fine. What would you say yeah. to parents out there who are unsure if veganism or even vegetarianism is a healthy choice 
for them and their family? Well, um, there's, I, I think to start with, there's a lot of myths about, you know, you need protein. If you're a vegetarian, what do you do for protein? That's always been the question that's been asked of me. Uh, anytime I've told people that I've, I'm vegetarian. Um, and I think, um, if you just look at all the uh, all the vegetables and the lentils and you can eat, there's there's enough of it in there, enough of protein in there that you really don't need um, additional supplementing with uh, with meat or with dairy from um, you know from animals. So uh, that's one big thing. You uh, you're really not losing any nutrition by switching to uh, vegetarianism you might only be gaining more stuff by eating plant-based food. Well, that's a great answer. And growing up as vegetarians and now basically vegans, generally, how has your daughter's health been compared to their friends and classmates? Knock on wood, they've always been mostly healthy kids. Uh, you know, we, we've, we, we've had the occasional flu and coughs and colds, but um, they're um, they're both energetic. They're healthy. They love to play outside, and you know it's not like they get tired or anything. Um, they're they're curious. They're excited to learn. So uh, I think they're doing okay. Well, that's fantastic, and I know they're both smart young women. And I always enjoyed being over there and eating meals when they've been at the table. And now that I'm training Robbie in the backyard, seeing them play. They're, again, just lovely, lovely young women, and they seem as sharp and as athletic and healthy as I've ever seen any children. So you're doing a great job with them all the way around. Thank you. Let me ask you this, Deepika. What has it been like for them when they go to birthday parties or food events at school and kids see that they eat a little differently from them? Yeah, um, I, I think um, particularly in uh, in the cafeteria when, you know, when my kids are eating, uh, there's, you know, they'll usually, there'll be some kid that'll make a face at one of the girls' foods or say, ooh, that looks gross or something. <laughs> and Sanjana usually, um, she's, she says, oh, you don't know what you're missing out on. It's so flavorful, <laughs> or, you know, something like that. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't bother them too much. Um and occasionally we would, uh, you know, at a, at a party or something, uh, I don't mind them eating a little bit of uh, whatever, cake or pizza or something that they want. Um, so it, it's fine um, because that, you know, that doesn't ha happen too often. Um, so, yeah, for the most part, uh, they're dealing with it quite well. Well, that's great. And I think it's terrific the way you and Ravi are raising them, giving them the ability to choose what they want. But again, being so smart and so experienced at eating healthy food, they seem to make the right choices, at least most of the time, from what, I, from what you're saying and from what I understand from Ravi. So I'm not surprised by that. And by not being overly strict, you're allowing them to, right. again, make their own choices and not feel that they're hand tied to having to choose specific things because their parents want them to. And it's, it's, they're strong and they're going to be strong, yeah. you know, throughout their life, you know, giving them that choice and, and, and they'll make those smart choices and see that it helps them from a health standpoint. They love the taste anyway, and are yeah. certainly not missing anything as far as any of the ingredients that are not vegan out there. That's for sure. Yeah, I really do hope so. Yeah, they're doing fine. And there's this, uh, there's a 
usually when you know the girls get get a treat or something in school um we we've kind of told them that if it's something that you know you you don't think looks healthy you don't want to eat it you, you know you can just discard it and then you just come home and they'll they'll tell us this is what they had to do and they'll get something in return which is both tasty and you know healthier than what they probably discarded in the trash so that that's sort of a nice bargaining thing that we do <laughs> with them if uh, if it's something that you know they they feel like um they're missing out on they'll come and tell us and we'll give them a piece of dark chocolate or some other candy that they uh, that they want at from home um, and and that's sort of their special treat for having made the right well choice. that's a great way to do it and Deepika, describe some of the, again, amazing Indian dishes that you cook on a regular basis and that you love, that Robbie loves, that your kids love, and certainly that I love, because uh, it may be a little bit different from what other people listening are used to. And to me, it's really one of the best cuisines out there. Oh, thank you. Well, um, I make a lot of... Um, I make a lot of stews, which in which include... Uh, various kinds of lentils in them and then with vegetables and sometimes they'll have um, like a, a coconut ground in with spices um, they're called it's called sambar um, and then there's another dish called rasam which is also like a lentil soup it's much thinner it's uh, it's it's tomatoes and tamarind and um, lentils that are just kind of boiled together and tempered with the with some uh, spices on the top uh, and then I make dals, which might be a little familiar for uh, people that go to Indian restaurants here. Um, it's just, I, I usually toss in like two or three different kinds of lentils. I'll cook it and then saute it with, you know, onions and garlic and um, whatever spices I feel like adding on that particular day. Um, those are some of the main things. And then we always have, you know, what we'll do um, crepes. We, we do like savory crepes, which are made with rice and lentils. It's called dosas. Uh, I know that's something that uh, you've, uh, yes. you've tried at my place and you've liked. Absolutely. Um, that's, and there's so many different kinds of those. There's just the, the, just the simple one, the dosa. And then there's something called aday, which is, which is rice. And it's got like, three or four different kinds of lentils in it. And it's a little more hearty. Um, so you can really just eat one or two and you're, you're done for like a good half the day. You're, it fills you up. Um, so those are the few different kinds of things. And then I also make um, a lot of uh, sort of North Indian cuisine. I make chapatis, uh, which is like the wheat flatbreads um, and um, other uh, dishes that can go with it, like, um, like a, a dal or like a chole, which is like a garbanzo bean stew. Um, those are some of the things that I make. Now, Deepika, what about some of the amazing desserts that you've made, like the cookies and the mamatella? Share some of those things with us. Um, so mamatella is something that, uh, well, the, the Ravi and the kids named it. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure. I uh, uh, it, It's actually my version of Nutella because the, the sort of the Nutella in the jar that you get, at least the brand is it's, you know, so full of sugar. Um, so I started making my own uh, with various kinds of nuts and uh, cacao um, and coconut sugar, just a little bit just for some slight sweetness. And that's something that the kids love. And it's something we have, uh, we have on hand all the time. And oftentimes, you know, we've finished dinner and we may or may not have any dessert at home or you don't really feel like um, an actual dessert, but you want something kind of sweet 
you can just, you know, take a half spoon of the Nutella from the, the bottle and eat it. And it's perfect. It's, it's like a perfect end to your meal. Um, the, the girls like to have it with apple slices, like how you would eat apples and peanut butter. They loved eating it um, that way. Uh, and then some of the other desserts I make, I, we make a lot of cookies. The girls have really uh, gotten into baking a lot, during, especially during the quarantine. So they help me with uh, baking cookies a lot. Um, and w- I would usually just substitute, you know, if, if a recipe calls for butter, I would just substitute vegan butter for it or, you know, we'll just alter the recipe so it's completely vegan. Well, you're making me hungry. That's that's for sure. <laughs> and I know your daughters will be growing up to be great cooks as well. And they probably are already because they are constantly with you in the kitchen when I'm over there, other than when they're playing outside <laughs> in the yard. So, uh, yeah, they're going to be fantastic now. The big question, Deepika, this is what I've been waiting for, but you've been holding out on me all these years. When is Deepika's Indian restaurant going to open up here in Atlanta? Oh, wow. I don't know, Jeff. Uh, (laughs) I'm not sure I'm the kind. Uh, We might have to start small with like a food truck or something first. I'm not sure. But yeah, maybe someday. Till then, you'll just have to keep coming back. Well, it would be my pleasure, believe me. And I look forward to those times. And and if you ever do open up that restaurant, I will be the first in line. I promise you that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, Deepika, anything else you want to share about what it is like to eat in such a healthy way, vegetarian growing up, now even more vegan, cutting out the ghee and some of the milk products and cooking and, and what it's like just to have a healthy family, a vibrant family that really doesn't have many health challenges and just likes to be outside. You mentioned that hiking is something that you enjoy doing when I spoke with you many times and I talked about in the introduction. So what, what is that like? What, what should listeners know that haven't made that choice to be and live so healthily? Well, for one, I don't, um, I don't think of it as a chore. Uh, it's just come, it's, it comes pretty easily to, to me, the cooking part of it at least. Uh, it's mainly because I've grown up with so much flavor in my food all the time. And food has always been a central part of anything, like any gathering or any festival or whatever. There's always, oh, what, what, do, we, what do we make? What, you know, what's the central food item around this particular event? So that's always on my mind. I'm always thinking the first thing I wake up and I think about, okay, what, what's our meal plan for today? What am I making for breakfast, lunch and dinner? So uh, that's that's just kind of like my second nature almost at this point. Um, and I'm lucky that both the girls are not picky eaters. They enjoy, for the most part, everything that I cook. And they're also curious and excited to try new things when I feel like I want to try, uh, try my hand at cooking something new. Um, so those have been really helpful. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's harder, I think, when you know, somebody doesn't like something and you have to try to make something different for each person in the family, then that just makes your life harder. And it's, it's challenging to kind of continue that on a daily basis. So I've been fortunate that uh, everybody in my family loves to eat and, you know, loves to try different things. Um, So yeah, I guess I got lucky. Yes, you are all very lucky to have each other and really have that commonality of loving that type of food that again, is so healthy and that you enjoy cooking and I'm sure has been uh, inherited from your mother and, and I'm sure well, well before that. So has that been something that's been passed down very often throughout the years? 
Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, like every time I speak to my mom, it doesn't matter, you know, when I call her, or if I even if I talk to her like two, three days in a row, she'll always ask me what what I've made or what's for lunch. And I, I always ask her what she should cook, too. So um, and and that's and I remember, you know, when my grandmother uh, w- was was around and we um, we've spent hours like my cousins and I, we've spent hours in the kitchen with her and you know helping her with stuff. Um, and after I got married, my mother-in-law is an excellent cook, too, and everybody on Ravi's side of the family as well. So we've just been surrounded by excellent food. So I guess I can't complain. No, that's incredible. <laughs> and, you know, your kitchen is really the center of your household. I always notice that when I come in, it always smells incredible with things being <laughs> cooked at that moment. So uh, while keeping what you're doing, keeping you and your family healthy and happy and 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 safe and protected and and eating well. And I have been so fortunate to get to know you and Ravi and your daughters and and your mother and mother-in-law as well. So thank you for joining me on this podcast today, because I think you've shared some really interesting and unique information about vegetarianism, making that shift to veganism and Indian food specifically as well. So it's been my pleasure having you here, Deepika. Thank you so much. It's, it's been a lot of fun talking to you. As well, well, I look forward to seeing you soon. Absolutely. Bye, Bye. Deepika. That was Deepika Ravi, and I'm Jeff Rosenblum. Thank you for listening, and remember, eat, live, and dream vegan.